Hello and welcome to the 145 Rural Podcast, where we are here to strengthen music careers and communities one song at a time. And now here's your host, Jacob Wing. Yay! Hey everybody and welcome to today's episode. We were talking about an instrument cable versus a speaker cable. What's the difference and can you use them interchangeably? So let's just start out with the most obvious thing here is if you are just asking for that standard question, just want the answer to that, let's get out of the way and not waste your time. If you were to go to Google right now and just enter that into the text field and search, just type in what would happen if I use an instrument cable as a speaker cable, the uh, the answer you're gonna get back is an instrument cable has a signal wire and a shield for carrying instrument level signals. A speaker cable has two identical wires for carrying speaker level signal. Using an instrument cable as a speaker cable can equal damage to your equipment. Using a speaker cable as an instrument cable can introduce a lot of noise. So there you have it. End of episode. Thanks. Bye. Have a great day. Oh, wait. So are you one of those people that wants to know a little bit more why you want to dig a little bit deeper as to what the difference might be and how it can affect everything? Well, welcome to the right place. Let's go a little bit deeper. So first thing we want to talk about is just dig into why there's a difference. Let's go right ahead and get into it. Instrument cables usually are typically uh, they're a longer run. They're going to go further from the guitar to the amp itself. Now, that's not really where the problem is. The problem comes in where with instrument cables, there is a smaller wire in there, a smaller gauge wire, I'm sorry, a higher gauge wire, but a smaller wire that takes a lower current from your uh, instrument and then takes that over to your amp. And the thing about that is that it uses just one wire and then a shielding around that wire, which protects it from being an antenna or, you know, introducing a hum or that noise that can come from a longer run of cable like that. Again, when we were talking about this with Hank Donovan in our episode about cables, what makes a good cable and a bad cable, he was telling us about the braiding that they use through rattlesnake cables and why it makes such a big difference is because that special braiding, when you're moving the cable and you twist it or turn it or bend it, it doesn't break that braiding and it keeps that signal safe and doesn't let any of that interference come into the signal. Now, when it comes to a speaker cable, there is two cables on the inside there and uh, they can handle a higher current because they're a lower gauge. Remember, a lower gauge wire can handle more current and it's a bigger wire. Those are designed to handle the high in currents and they don't have shielding so they can introduce that noise. So there you have why when you just do the Google search on that and you get that answer, there's the reasons exactly why. With an instrument cable, you can damage your equipment because it's a smaller cable and a higher gauge. So it doesn't take as much current. And when you're passing, you know, whatever, 30, 50, 100 watts, whatever amperage your amp is putting out has to go through that cable and you could easily do some damage to your equipment, which could be very costly. If you go the other way and use a speaker cable as an instrument cable, that's why you run into that noise that it's talking about because that shielding is not there and it allows that interference to 
add a noise into your instrument cable. And of course, because whatever's going into that cable is going into an amplifier, something that's going to amplify the sound, you're gonna run into that interference noise and that, that hum that we all dread and hate and ruins any tone that we're trying to get. So there's your differences and why. Hi there, and welcome to the ad break. We're just going to take a moment to let everybody know about our community of growing members. And if you'd like to be a part of that, just look at the info below and there will be a click there for an email sign up to join in and get your voice heard. As well as if you're enjoying this content, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the numbers 145 world. There you can join any of our groups. And you can add to the discussion of what topics we will choose that will help you and hopefully future members of our groups, as well as join monthly Q&As and other such benefits. Again, that's patreon.com slash the numbers 145 rural, and we look forward to seeing you there. Now, back to that regularly scheduled episode and enjoy that content. Thanks again. The next part that I want to talk about is that parts on the inside, we're just gonna take a quick look at what's on the inside of these. And first we're just gonna look at a quick diagram and break down, of course, what I was just showing you of the two different types of cables and how they're constructed differently and why that makes a difference, of course. So we'll take a look here where we have one cable that has the instrument cable and just the one wire, the smaller wire and the shielding around it. And of course, we'll take a look at the other side here where it is a speaker cable and there's two wires with no shielding, but thicker wires for more current. Seems little, but it's a big difference and it could save you money and help your sound in the long run. Okay, so we talked about what the difference is between a speaker cable and an instrument cable. Now let's just go to some experts and see if they can't tell us what would happen, why, why this is a bigger deal than just, eh, whatever, it works. Now, to do this part, I was able to track down an article from our friend Hank Donovan over at Rattlesnake Cables, and he has a great article that they keep on their website, and I use that as a reference here, and he was able to talk to some big names in the amplification game. And, of course, I'll have that article linked down below in our show notes on the podcast and, of course, in the YouTube down in the notes here. And the first one we're going to talk about here is the Paul Rivera Sr., from Riviera uh, Amplification. And he says, guitar cables are designed and made for low noise and capacitance and as small amounts of current. So like we said, he's talking about there uh, how they are the smaller wire that are made for lower capacitance and for low noise. So the key that he says here is, if you use an instrument cable for a speaker cable, large losses of power transmission can occur. So, you know, that's one thing that maybe never think about as well that could be a huge deal and could affect everything, like we said, as to noise or damaging equipment. The next person in, in their article that they were able to talk to is Phil Jamison of Matchless Amplifiers. And he says, and I quote, Instrument cables should have a small gauge of wire wrapped in shielding so you won't wind up having a large antenna or a loud hum. Positive is on the tip and the shielding uses a ground. He goes on to say, speaker cables should be very heavy gauge, typically 12 to 16 gauge to conductor. 
positive and a ground that can handle the output of the, of the amp speaker. And the key part he says here at the end is, you wouldn't use a shielded cable simply because the shield would not be adequate enough to handle the output current. So what he's saying is you don't want to use that shield as part of the current going between. Yes, you can use that, what's used as the ground, but it's going to be too much current at some point, and that's where we're talking about that damage can occur. It's a big deal. Don't want that to happen. Lots of money. So there's more great stuff in that article he talks to another great person that breaks down some of the math which we won't do here and there's not to waste anybody's time but you know it kind of just shows you that there's a, a reason there's a lot of thought that goes into these things there's there's a reason that they've designed things there's a reason that they have different names is usually what i like to tell people they have different names for a reason let's just go that far so this is a really simple and fast episode, but it's one of those things that I made this mistake for so many years, and I don't want you to make that same mistake and run into a, a problem with your sound or, you know, worst case scenario, spending so much money replacing equipment that you've damaged. So I hope this has helped you out. Thanks again. We really great talking to you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye.